Welcome, everyone, to the Gridiron Review Podcast. I'm Zach, that's Jack, and we are glad to have you all here and are excited to be a part of your NFL off-season coverage. In this episode, we will be breaking down every team's situation heading into their off-seasons. We will be discussing cap space, draft position, and number of picks, as well as positive, neutrals, and negatives in regards to positional groups. And lastly, we will discuss free agent fits and top prospect fits specifically in the first round for now. We will be following the draft order as we cover the teams. And first overall pick this year is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So as Zach stated, the Jaguars once again have the first overall pick. It was a real nail biter to see who was going to get the first overall pick this year. But Jacksonville ended up with it. To start off, Jacksonville has the third most cap space heading into this offseason at around $56 million. Some of their key free agents this year are DJ Chark, the receiver, Cam Robinson, their starting left tackle, and Andrew Norwell, their starting, I believe, right guard. In terms of draft picks, the Jaguars, I believe, have all of their picks. They also have an additional third from the CJ Henderson trade, an extra fifth from the Yannick Ngakwe trade. They have four sixth round picks, one of which was Joe Schobert trade to Pittsburgh and an extra seventh from the Ravens for the Josh Oliver trade. When we broke down the team, the positives are Trevor Lawrence, obviously, as Zach stated in the last podcast, this is a kid who in high school was being compared to Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. So obviously, I mean, we saw it at Clemson too. The skill set is there. It's just about finding him the right coach to work with. Running backs, I mean, they have a pretty crowded room. Uh, James Robinson, obviously the main guy there. Etienne, who got hurt in the offseason last year after being drafted. And even uh, Dari Angabwale from Wisconsin, who came in and took over the number two role when Etienne got hurt. The other positives on the defensive side were linebacker. Um, that's as the room sits right now. Zach and I believe that with Josh Allen and Miles Jack being the two veteran guys in the linebacker room and even just on the defense, unless they believe that Doug Peterson and Balky can get it together in Jacksonville, that one of them or both of them might potentially request to be traded. So for now, it's a strength, but it's it's something to be seen later in the future. And the defensive backs we actually didn't think were that bad. The biggest problem with that room is that they have minimal depth at particularly the the corner position. We thought the biggest needs to be addressed were tight end and offensive line and just kind of secondary positions to address were wide receiver and defensive line. Talking about the free agent fits that we see for this team, the first would be at receiver and I know that it's kind of a secondary need, but we thought Michael Gallup from Dallas was a nice fit here. They have Marvin Jones under contract to be their kind of bigger go-to target. We thought that it's going to be hard to lure free agents in given the current state of the franchise. So we thought Gallup, a nice mid-tier wide receiver, kind of a bigger body guy, but considered a deep threat, might be a good guy to pair with Marvin Jones on the other side with Chark most likely leaving because I'm hearing reports that he's erased everything Jaguars from his account. And after the entire circus fiasco last year, I really can't blame him for wanting out. The other free agent fit that we saw was Zach Ertz. It's a veteran guy who comes in and immediately fills the tight end need. And Ertz started slow last year, but when he was traded to Arizona, we saw kind of a resurgence and saw that Ertz did have some left in the tank. For a guy who probably has familiarity with Peterson's system, assuming he carries the same system to Jacksonville, could be a guy that steps in and is an immediate, reliable target across the middle for Lawrence, and a guy that could teach 
Lawrence's next tight end, just kind of the ways around the position in, in the NFL. In terms of draft fits, we thought from looking at mock drafts, everyone is saying edge, but the more we looked at their dev chart, the more that O-line screamed. And I mean, you could look at Evan Neal, the tackle from Bama, or Charles Cross from Mississippi State, or uh, Okwenu from North Carolina State. But I don't think you can take one of those guys at the one pick without being considered a reach. We agreed that if you're going to take an O-lineman, which probably should be your priority here, given your young quarterback and two of your starting linemen in free agency, but I think you should trade out. I mean, this is a very defensive heavy draft where guys are going to be coming to go get uh, a star safety like Hamilton or an edge like Hutchinson or Thibodeau. So I think you trade back and get what you can get, but keep yourself in a position where you can get one of the tackles. Zach, you got the second pick? So this year, the Detroit Lions have their second pick. And unlike most years that have been with the Lions, they seem to have a head coach that is quickly becoming one of the favorites and maybe top head coaches in the league, at least the one that players want to play for and that the city can get behind. They have the 14th most cap space at around $21 million. Their key free agents are Alex Anzalone, Charles Harris, and Tracy Walker. Both Anzalone and Charles Harris were former busts that really revived their careers. Anzalone, I think, played near 100% of the snaps on defense. I can't remember if he got injured late or not. And Charles Harris had a really good season for a guy that was an afterthought. As far as draft pick goes, they have an extra first from the Stafford trade. They have an extra third. They do not have a fourth, and they have an extra six. Their positives are their running back room with DeAndre Smith, Jamal Williams, and a few of the other guys that stepped up with injuries. And their offensive line is pretty good, specifically the center and the tackles. We have their neutral position as, as quarterback, tight end, linebacker, and defensive back. Obviously, Jared Goff is controversial. However, this draft is not the strongest, as everyone knows, and a free agency class is not the strongest, as everyone knows. So they may just decide to roll with golf for another year or take a quarterback at their 32nd pick, not their second pick. Tight end, obviously, Hawkinson's good. However, he's injured a decent amount, and they have no depth behind him. They could definitely use another tight end or two. Linebacker, even with Anceloni leaving, they still have Derek Barnes, the Aquara brothers. And defensive back, they have good starters, but no depth. So these are all positions that are not immediate needs, but whether it's lack of depth or uncertainty, they could use another body or two. Needs to be addressed by receivers. Besides Amon Ross, St. Brown, it's a bunch of has-beens and never-wers. And there's a few, you know, Khalif Raymond had an okay year. And they just have a bunch of guys that are nothing special. So they definitely need that to be addressed. And the defensive line is pretty weak. You could kick Trey Flowers back down to end, but it's still not strong with him. Best free agent fits we could find. Both are receivers. Uh, Mike Williams, first of all, is a big body target that they are sorely lacking. And Christian Kirk is a cheaper option of a player that kind of does a little bit of everything. He's not big, but he can be the deep threat. He can run inside. And really, you could argue in the Cardinal system, he has been underutilized. So they could take a shot on him for a much cheaper contract than, say, like Chris Godwin. And really, it could pay off huge in, you know, two years when the Lions may be looking to compete. Our best draft fit, we have Kyle Hamilton, either of the edge defenders. And for the 32nd pick, we have Jameson Williams. You know, they, they need the speed that 
that they just don't have. And it could be a quarterback. They may trade up from the 32nd pick for a Malik Willis or whoever you, you think it should be. But as it stands right now, we could see them taking a wide receiver with a 32nd pick and rolling again, rolling with golf next year and looking to address the quarterback with a better team in place the following season.